everyone, and welcome to the Filene Fill-In. I'm Holly Fearing with Filene. The Filene Fill-In is the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. The U.S. economy has been humming along for more than a decade with unemployment at historical lows. But unfortunately, those numbers only tell a part of the story. One in five American households has zero or negative wealth, making it difficult to affordably borrow, make consistent loan payments, and build strong credit. In an effort to help credit unions deliver scalable, cost-effective, and impactful lending options to members, Filene partnered with CMFG Ventures this summer to launch the FinTech Catalyst Incubator to identify, test, and scale promising concepts that could make a difference by helping credit unions innovate, grow, and lift their members' financial well-being. Built upon decades of Filene's testing and innovation experience, this incubator reduces front-end risk of testing new products and ideas for credit unions while accelerating decision-making and credit union innovation. Concepts selected to be tested in the incubator are tested by a group of up to 12 credit unions of varying asset sizes, locations, and consumer demographics for approximately six months. During this time, participating credit unions will offer their members the new fintech product or service while receiving tools and support from Filene to test a unique hypothesis and assess each concept's desirability, viability, and scalability. The incubator's kickoff project was Align's Income Share Agreement, or ISA, the only general-use income share agreement in the United States. ISAs offer flexible repayment and build positive credit history. More than just a loan, this is a consumer contract with payments based on a set percentage of the borrower's total income, and therefore payments are not fixed. It is also beneficial in boosting credit scores in that if a recipient was unemployed and their ISA payment went to zero, this would not be noted as a missed payment or delinquency. You're about to hear insights from the architects of this test, plus the credit union practitioners who tested this concept to better understand how a product like this might fit at your credit union or how you could get in on the ground floor of the next fintech concept tested. We hear from CMFG Ventures' Laura Sievert, as well as Filene's Megan Jackson, about how the fintech catalyst incubator works. We also have Fort Community Credit Union's Chief Lending Officer, Danielle Frawley, to share about how this test enlightened her credit union to a lot of valuable information about their membership. As you'll hear her explain, there was a lot of member interest with this concept. Curious to know what they did next? Okay, let's get to it. We start here with Laura. Okay, thank you guys for joining me in the podcast studio today. This is really exciting to have everyone in one place. We are here to talk a little bit about CMFG Ventures and Filene Research starting a fintech catalyst incubator. And that is part of our work in testing some new ideas and concepts for credit unions in the fintech space. I'm going to let Laura start and explain, because I'm not sure we have explained much to our credit union listeners yet, what this entire body of work is and why CMFG Ventures is involved in it. So Laura, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your participation with CMFG Ventures and why you're working with Filene on this work? Sure. Thanks, Holly. So I'll introduce myself and then I'll give a little bit of background on CMFG Ventures so it's kind of clear how we're coming into the incubator. So as I said before, my name is Laura Siebert. I've been on the Ventures team for about two years now, and we have a very small and close-knit team, so we all kind of approach things very similarly. So we're all involved in sourcing and diligencing 
and then following our companies once they become part of our portfolio. And so, you know, what I've seen over the last two years is a lot of companies out there are really interesting concepts. And so they're interesting concepts, but there's not a quite clear fit within the credit union space. So, you know, we have all of these ideas jumping around of, you know, how could this work? We really think that this could benefit credit union members, but there's nothing being done like this yet out there in the marketplace. And so as CMFG Ventures, our goal is to bridge the gap between credit unions and fintech companies specifically. So there's a lot of innovation that's happening within financial services as a whole, and there has been for several years now. And so when we look at this space, you know, we see a lot of these larger banks addressing innovation and disruption um, wholeheartedly. And obviously, they're, they're not approaching it perfectly either. Um, but seeing a lot of just shifts that are being led not only by fintech companies, but by some of these larger competitors to credit unions. And so how do we as an industry not only keep pace, but compete in this space? And so CMFG Ventures was founded out of that. For the last three years, we've been making investments into this space. And then starting in January, we launched the FinTech Catalyst Incubator to, like I mentioned before, address those FinTech companies that are offering products or services that are innovative and unique to the credit union industry. They might not be innovative and unique to the entire financial services industry, but we want to be good partners to our credit unions. And so understanding specific credit union needs and especially how members want to interact with their credit union. And so we launched the FinTech Catalyst Incubator in January with our Fleen Research Institute partners, um, simply because you know we've partnered up with Fleen for a couple of reasons. One, they have the industry expertise as to how to get these tests done. You know, CMFG Ventures, on our side of the table, we spend all of our time sourcing and diligencing companies for investment. But that's very different than how do we test out this use case within specific credit unions. Mm -hmm. And so we partnered up to kind of join forces in that way of we see companies all the time. We're on the road most weeks meeting with companies and then those companies that we meet with have these innovative ideas okay now let's test them let's bring them to a few credit unions with the help of Fulene Research Institute so the first test that we did was with Align Income Share funding they actually were in our portfolio already that was the case for Align doesn't have to be the case going forward but essentially what Align Income Share Funding does is they offer ISAs to the general public. So ISAs being income share agreements. Traditionally, these have been used within student lending, but Align broadens the use case to just consumers and members. Um, so an income share agreement is not a traditional loan or consumer loan, but it essentially approaches the space very similarly. So you receive a set amount of money for a percentage of your income over X amount of time. So that 
percentage of your income can fluctuate like an interest rate can fluctuate depending on your underwriting criteria. And so there's a few benefits to this, one of them being that if you lose your job and your income goes down to zero, you're not delinquent if you miss payments. So this is a way to build credit and to offer a more sustainable source of funding than payday loans or predatory lending. Another benefit is aligning the risk from the credit union and the member. So it's saying, we succeed if you succeed. And if you lose your job, we understand how hard that is. We understand the impact that that does to your financial life. And we will be with you in that process. So it really is aligning the mission of credit unions in a way that hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Megan, I'll turn it over to you to talk about what that test actually looked like. So with CMFG, you're you're out in the field seeing a lot of like potential ideas and a gap that exists between large banks being able to invest directly in these organizations, the fintech organizations, that maybe smaller credit unions can't do. So between CUNY Mutual, the CMFG Ventures angle and insights, and then the kind of testing pool and resources from Filene, you guys can simulate what it might be like for a big bank that can just go directly into it, and then you bring it to all credit unions. Is that kind of what's happening with this incubator? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think Laura hit the nail on the head. It's it's really two forces joining together. You know, Filene has 20 plus years of experience in incubation and really has a proven method that really eliminates the front end risk for credit unions to test new products. Um, and so this is a way to really assist them in understanding desirability and feasibility of new concepts before transitioning into actually implementing or for this uh, test's sake, uh, creating an income share agreement that's residing on their books. It's really allowing them the opportunity to partner with these different fintech companies, whether that be referral-based or creating a solution that's on their own. So absolutely. And it sounds really exciting that you know, you've kind of built this shell for this. And now you don't need to know today what all of the tests are going to be, because I can imagine that this is a very quickly changing landscape of what's relevant and what's available and what's on the bleeding edge to be tested. The idea of testing it in a credit union is really exciting for me to think about because it's like real time data and application of that of like, at this point in time, are people ready for this? Is this desirable? Is this viable? Is this something that is going to solve a challenge? So Megan, can you talk a little bit about how Laura framed it up for us, but why is Align something that would be viable, desirable, scalable with credit unions and then also solving a member challenge? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, as Laura mentioned, you see these fintech solutions popping up left and right. And so what we like to do here at Filene is is figure out a way of how the FinTech Catalyst Incubator can also be supported by the research that we do. So for example, Filene's Credit Union of the 21st Century Report reveals that while unemployment rates are at a historical low, income volatility is still a growing issue. So for example, nearly 40% of all Americans struggle to pay an unexpected $400 emergency expense. Three in 10 adults have income that varies month to month. 
one in five American households have zero to negative wealth, which means they owe more than what they own. So that's that's pretty scary statistics. Yeah. Um, and so each of these factors really make it uh, difficult for consumers to really affordably borrow money. And so credit unions are always on the lookout for cost-effective, impactful lending options that really help meet their members' needs. And so income share agreements is something that's been getting a lot of attention, like Laura mentioned, especially in the student loan sector. And, you know, Alliance ISA is right now the only one available for general use in the United States. So in terms of viability, Align already has a proven success model with direct-to-consumers in the seven states that they currently operate in. And while credit union ISAs have not been proven out in a large scale, Align's success should point to the opportunity for credit unions to make a healthy return. And so since ISAs are still a new concept to credit unions, Filene really focused on measuring the desirability and feasibility of credit unions to offer an ISA uh, to really determine if a line could be a good fit within the credit union system. Wonderful. And we are very fortunate to have with us um, a credit union executive that has been involved in the actual testing. So it's not going to just be us sitting in a room talking about wouldn't this be great to test it. But we have we have Danielle Frawley right here with us from Fort Community Credit Union, um, their chief lending officer. Welcome, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. So we wanted to get your take on what it was like to actually be a credit union tester of this concept and maybe start by explaining um, how you got involved in this testing work with Filene. Uh, Megan and Adam had reached out to credit unions, uh, curious to see if anyone had uh, a membership base that they thought might benefit from uh, a line or an income share agreement. And we sat down as a management team to discuss this. And, you know, there's already been a lot of research done showing that there's a lot in gaps in pay, seasonal income, pay fluctuations. And we know this as credit unions because we see how excited members get when we offer a skip a pay promotion. Mm -hmm. uh, our team hears and sees continuously how the fact is that 40 plus percentage of Americans really cannot afford a $400 expense um, that was unforeseen. Uh, along with that, we're seeing that there is a lot of fluctuation in pay. And we know this because of how quickly credit card debt is rising. So when we saw the opportunity to uh, work with members utilizing an ISA, we thought there would be an opportunity to avoid the credit card debt accumulation, the cash store usage, and really try to help those members find an alternative source. Mm -hmm. And is this something that you've been doing for a while, like looking for opportunities to bring your members a better way of getting out of debt or managing debt? Yeah, it has been because typically credit unions end up on the end of the cycle, right? So the credit cards have been racked up and then we're trying to find ways to provide a debt consolidation loan, which is a termed loan and does not uh, allow for the flexibility that an income share agreement does, which in turn ends up with the member right back where they were at. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's a vicious cycle that we keep seeing our members in and we'd love to help them get out of it. Yeah, that's a really interesting take on it. You're right, though, that you're at the end of that cycle after the damage has already been done and there's only so much that can happen at that mm -hmm. point. Okay, so what did it entail to do this test with your members? You know, really, I, I hear a lot of credit unions get nervous about spending the time to test. And when w this is our third time 
doing a test with Filene and uh, it really was pretty simple to set up. They provided us a lot of the resources. We worked with our marketing team to set up the surveys and send those out. Uh, the members that were interested in joining in on the focus groups, as well as our management team, that those focus group meetings were organized by Feline as well. They really made it pretty simple by providing the content, and we just had to make the connection between Feline and our members uh, to get the information that we needed. Mm-hmm. And what was that like what was the result that you found out from your members well one we were really excited to see the uh how high the response rate was incredibly high compared to even when we've run like intense loan campaign promotions but what we saw was that there was a lot of member interest there were also concerns from credit union team members surrounding the confusion on trying to explain to the member what the payback the repayment plan would Mm -hmm. be like Uh, There was some concerns on how to execute compliantly from the management team. Uh, A lot of conversations around, well, when the examiners come in, how do we explain this to them? Uh, But overall, the the membership was very excited to see a program like this. That's cool. So you did a a bit of a a test or survey amongst staff and members. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Okay. And so would you say that anything particularly surprised you and what you uh, let's talk about just the staff at first was there anything in the results that was unexpected well I would say unexpected but not at the same time one of the things that I especially rely on Filene for is to make sure that we're not conditioned by our examiners and our auditors Mm -hmm. and to make sure that we're looking for alternative solutions and not saying well we can't do this because the examiners won't allow us but How can we find ways to help our members in non-traditional ways that would be compliant? Let's work with the examiners and auditors. So uh, having those conversations with the management team to figure out how we could provide this in the state of Wisconsin, where the Wisconsin Consumer Mm -hmm. Act law is pretty intense. It was great to have partners like Feline to help us through those questions as we continue to move forward in testing. Mm -hmm. And so this is currently allowable in Wisconsin or would you have to change the law to allow this? No, you can allow it. It's more so the education of examiners and auditors coming in because they're not seeing these in credit unions right now. Got it. And so I can understand that there would be a big learning curve, not only for staff, but then probably even more so for members. So what was the what was the feeling from the member base from from testing this idea with them? Well, the members that went through it uh, understood the concept for the most part. I think where it would get complicated as as you're going through and payments do fluctuate based on them losing their job, uh, the concern of, well, when will I pay this off if I'm not paying anything right now? So Mm -hmm. trying to, I I think there's a lot more hand-holding to this product with the member, but that's also important because we need to remain consistent with that humanistic approach um, and not just head, but head and heart, you know, digital and analog. Mm -hmm. What about you, Megan or Laura, um, when you looked at not just Danielle's experience, but all of the credit unions that were testing this, were there any particular themes or things that kind of stood out to you that maybe you weren't expecting or that like kind of clarified some of the results of the test? Yeah, I think um, especially from the credit union staff perspective, when we were conducting these interviews, I think they automatically thought about, okay, how would this look if we implemented this type of product, if we created this product in-house and the risk really resided on the credit union's books versus thinking outside the box or thinking about even the opportunity of partnering with a line who already has a proven success model 
um, and exactly that's already in Wisconsin where those regulatory you know burdens are, are pretty strong. Um, so that that was I'd say first. Um, and when we conducted the focus groups, I think that really gave us the opportunity to talk more in depth with the members to really understand and engage their understanding on how the ISA worked. There were definitely a handful of those members that we had these discussions with, and we go through the whole structure of how the ISA works, and I'd say maybe five minutes after the conversation, they'd pop up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm in an income-driven like student loan repayment mm-hmm. right now, and it's just that concept didn't necessarily click right away um, until we really kind of dug deeper into them understanding that it's not the percent that's going to change throughout time. Mm -hmm. What's driving the repayment is really where you stand and where you're at with your income at that given time. And I'd say, too, going back to uh, credit union staff, it's really hard for them to to really understand that there's no principal to pay off, Mm -hmm. that it really is a contract term. And once that contract term is done, the contract has ended. So that could be you paid more than what you borrowed, or it could be, you know, you paid less due Mm -hmm. to, you know, unemployment or anything like that. Right. So it's almost like in the, it's reframing it to be more like insurance than direct payment of a loan. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. That was actually uh, one of the things that was shared during the focus groups was, you know, we really didn't spend much time talking about the details or really focusing on the payment structure of Align's ISA. But members did share that they would be comfortable paying a little more just Mm -hmm. for that insurance and knowing and giving them that peace of mind that if something were to happen, their loan would be covered. Mm -hmm. So, Laura, from a CMFG Ventures perspective, did the results of this test um, kind of meet your um, vision for what this incubator might be able to show or do for credit unions? Align Income Share Funding has been in our portfolio for the last three years now. They were one of our first investments. And I think when we first invested in them, we've been thinking about ideas of how they could interact with credit unions for a long time now. But the market wasn't ready and they weren't ready as a company. And so I think we expected a lot of the market uncertainty or um, just need for education in this space. That's true from a regulatory perspective. That's true from all the way down through members. But some things that I didn't expect were, one, maybe who was attracted to an ISA. So in my mind, I had certain groups of people that would be more um, willing to take on an ISA. So that's people who are in more volatile jobs, so gig workers or seasonal workers, um, as well as people that are in lower income uh, households that may experience more of that income fluctuation just through various life events. But it really was, we saw that this appealed to a broad range of consumers, um, people who had experience or had taken out a traditional loan before and just really felt like even though they did not expect to be laid off, they did not expect to have difficulty, that insurance was still so important to them. So I think 
from CMHG Ventures' perspective, there's obviously a long way that we need to go in educating the market, both credit unions and members. But it was quite successful for us to see that this was something that the market was in certain aspects ready for, but at least definitely interested in. Mm -hmm. Danielle, I'd love to know your perspective as your credit union's chief lending officer. Does this test, the results and the insights you gained from this test, does this change at all your views on the way your credit union offers loan products or your um, community's needs for um, financial products of this nature? Yeah, for sure. So as we all know, I mean, members' needs are evolving pretty rapidly, especially in today's economy. And, you know, folks not only facing scarcity of money, but facing scarcity of time. Mm -hmm. It's great for us to be able to test a product that would allow for that flexibility with a member as their lives change. And I Oftentimes, people don't want to pay for that insurance in advance because they think this isn't going to happen to me. But if you put Mm -hmm. them in a product like this, where as things do change, you're right there to adjust to it and aren't having to refinance the loan. They can just call the credit union and let them know, you know, I've just lost my job. That helps with the scarcity of time because folks just don't have the time to to work um, in, in making these adjustments. And we also know that, you know, with behavioral economics, as much as Mm -hmm. the consumer says, when I make more money, I'm going to apply more to this loan, they just don't do it. (laughs) And so if we can put them in a position where that's forced and we're helping them be in a better financial situation in the end, this proves out to be a great product for them. That's great. So what happens next from here? What, What other ideas might you explore or things might you do differently at your credit union because of this? So one of the things that we've been talking about as a loan team for quite a while, but working on trying to implement a little bit more heavily since going through this testing is uh, that forced savings plan when you're doing a loan for folks. So sometimes they won't take out the debt protection or the different insurance products you have to help them in the future. But if you say, listen, I understand that you don't want to take this out because you're worried you're never going to have to use it. But if we take $20 and add it onto the loan payment and put it away in a savings account, and at the end of the loan, if you never had to use it, great, you're going to get it back. But if you need it, it's there. Uh, that's been a great conversation to have with them uh, to ensure that they know that it's just not going out the window in case they don't use it. Mm-hmm. And then trying to put them into different products like uh, the Saver Sweepstakes that's new to Wisconsin now. Because, you know, again, folks don't always want to put away for a rainy day. But if they can put it away for a chance to win money, then however we can get them to have the funds there for those fluctuations when they don't have an income share agreement in in front of them is is how we've been trying to approach this. Great. And Megan, where do we go from here with the results of this test so that one, more credit unions can benefit from the experiences like Danielle has had? And two, kind of what is the next step in this test phase? Well, I would say first, if you haven't visited Filene's website, please go to our website and download the full report. Really details out, you know, the member's perspective as well as the CU staff and identifies some implications and next steps for credit unions to take. We feel obviously that the path of least resistance for credit unions to introduce an ISA to its membership would be to partner with a line through a referral pilot, uh, which means you know all contracts would live on a line's books, and a line would handle all the account management, which means there would be no direct financial risk to the referring credit union. 
And given Align's marketplace experience and proactive regulatory approach in several states, a referral pilot would allow credit unions to really obtain that live in-market data for how an Align ISA would perform to potentially, you know, after so many years of, of gathering those results, implement a, an ISA on their own books. Mm-hmm. So I would say that would be the next step in regards to the Align test. Um, but in addition to that, you know, part of this FinTech Catalyst Incubator is to test concepts every six-month cycle. Okay. And so why we are in the process of currently supporting different outputs for the Align research, we are in the process of testing two new concepts, which is steady and fin habits. If a credit union wants to either get more involved with the Align test that's already been done or learn more about what your next concepts to test are, what should they do? Well, they can access the information two ways. CMFG Ventures has a website where credit unions can go to sign up um, if they're interested and really pinpoint different areas that they're looking to focus on. So whether that's member experience or machine learning or data analytics. Um, But then also, Filene, at the same area on the website where we have our Align research results posted, there's a way to get more information on the study test and the FinHabits test, as well as some contact information, which is my contact information if credit unions are interested in learning more. Perfect. So if a credit union is interested in a specific um, kind of area, related to an emerging technology, they can go and say, you know, if you're ever going to do a test on um, machine learning, contact me. And then they would be pulled in if and when that would be the focus of one of the next six-month iterations. That's correct. correct. Awesome. And Laura, what about from your perspective, what is your vision for the future of this fintech catalyst incubator and CMFG Ventures, kind of where they're going to be taking it next? Um, so like Megan said, we're kind of in our next stage of funding with SETI and FinHabits, but even broader than that. So we're looking to really create a pipeline of companies that are continually going through and being put into or tested within credit unions. And then the the ideal purpose for that would be if they're not in our portfolio company, we would use that research as a data point for us to make an investment in the company as well as to move them into along the line of distribution or partnership agreements with credit unions as well as CUNY Mutual Group. So it really is one of the first steps in a whole ecosystem of testing and piloting and distribution and partnerships. So this is phase one, but there's going to be a lot of building on top of this. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Danielle, what advice might you give to other credit unions that are thinking about wanting to test? But I'm sure as you've also experienced, there's very little time in the day and you have to face the reality of, you know, protecting your members' data, playing within your regulatory boundaries. Um, You know, it seems like there's a lot of risk and little reward, but from the credit unions that have tested, they've gained such valuable information. So what is it that you might say to credit unions that are interested but hesitant in testing? 
What I would say is this is our third test with Feline, and every time we have to balance what we have in bandwidth and what we're able to get done versus the day-to-day operations. Every time we've gone through a testing, though, we've come out with some type of takeaway, whether it was very tangible and adjustments we made within our organization because of the research and insights we received from that, or whether it was something that we continued to work with Feline to implement within our own credit unions. And because of that, I think it's really helped our management team to stay very focused on behavioral economics because so many credit unions make a lot of assumptions on how we should roll things out without really looking at behavioral economics. Along with that, you know, making decisions with a data-driven culture and using the data we get from this to make decisions on how we move forward. I really feel like it has emboldened our innovation efforts at the credit union. Wonderful. That's awesome. We really wish that all credit unions had your attitude and sense of, you know, urgency to address these issues because really it's not just for our own information gathering, but we're looking to solve a challenge that is happening out in the world. Meanwhile, while we're all doing this research and testing and and examining, there are really people struggling to get by day to day and they need a solution as fast as we can bring it to them. And it's just about balancing, um, you know, what's going to not make it worse for them, what's going to actually solve and lift them out of, you know, maybe a cycle of bad debt behaviors, or as you were saying earlier, Danielle, just that they've already gotten into a problem that they need help lifting out of. Um, But that doesn't stop while we're testing and examining and exploring and looking at what's ahead. So all of this needs to be done with that in mind, that these people have real um, challenges that they need help with. Is there anything else that we didn't cover that you feel like any of you feel like is worth having our credit union listeners know about the testing process or a line or even just the potential of the fintech incubator? I think just to add, Filene understands that credit unions are, are very busy and have a lot on their plate. And part of our commitment to credit unions who are interested in testing is that each six month cycle, credit unions should not have to spend any more than 25 hours over that six month cycle. And that's even really kind of putting it up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle, how many hours would you say? it took you to support this test? This test, less than 10. And I would say with the other tests as well, less than 10, Feline really provided a lot of the support to get it done. And even though some were manual processes, it was still a very quick, doable test for all of us. Yeah, well, with that, you know, we really do, like Daniel said, we really try to give the credit union the tools uh, from email templates that uh, can be customizable so that the credit unions feel comfortable with it being sent and it's still being within the credit union voice, creating the surveys, having biweekly calls with the credit union project manager that's leading this test so that we can provide those quick updates. And each credit union, not only do we have a published report, but at the end of each cycle, we also work with really providing each credit union with the customized data that is relevant and specific to their own membership as well. Mm -hmm. So that's actually what we're working on now with the online test is breaking up those results and sharing that with each individual credit union who participated. Awesome. 
Danielle is another test in your future, in your credit union's future, do you see? Yeah, absolutely. As I said before, every single one, whether a product actually rolled out from it or not, helped us evolve as a credit union. I would absolutely continue to test with Feline. Awesome. Laura, any last words from, you know, something that you're excited about or that CMFG Ventures is really looking forward to with the continued work of this incubator? Yeah, so... You know, like I mentioned before, we were founded three years ago, and it's been quite the process of learning into what credit unions actually want. So instead of just saying, okay, this makes sense for credit unions, continuing a dialogue with credit unions and seeing why certain things make sense, um, especially as, you know, we are at the cutting edge of, you know, we're in those really early conversations about this new technology that isn't in any financial institution today. And so for us, I think we really focus on relationships with credit unions and getting to know their member base and their needs and what they would be excited about. And so we look to, even if a credit union can't test this round, we would look to build relationships to see, you know, what would you want to test? What is something that you've been thinking about? Um, and then let's see if there's something out there. So I think for us, this is just another way for us to build relationships and get kind of real insight into credit unions' wants and desires going to the future. Awesome. Well, I look forward to learning more about the results from study and fin habits and then whatever the future holds for this incubator. I think there's a lot of potential here. So I'd love to have you guys back and do another um, podcast to share the results of our next set of testing and to continue to share the results out bigger and, and broader with more credit unions. Well, thank you, Danielle, for joining us and sharing your experience with the testing. And thank you again, Megan and Laura, for all of your insights on this amazing work being done. Thank you. Thank you. All right. That's it for the fill-in, folks. Thanks again for listening. Thank you again to Laura and CMFG Ventures, to Danielle and Fort Community Credit Union, and my colleague at Filene, Megan, for sharing their stories. Hey, happy almost 2020. If you want to hang out with Filene in the new year, join us for our next research event on January 28th and 29th in Irvine, California, to explore how your credit union can keep members and itself protected in an age of insecurity. Join other CEOs, marketing, and technology professionals. Visit filene.org slash ageofinsecurity for details. If you liked this episode, please do rate us on Apple Podcasts so more people can find us. And make sure you're subscribed to the Filene Fill-In Podcast so you can keep up with what's going on at Filene. You'll find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to get in touch about today's show, email me at hollyf at filene.org or find us on Twitter at Filene Research. Until next time, thanks everyone.